really like music in this song. Really mellow to start out here. Yeah. Yeah, with the... Is that like wah in there? I think it's just like a wah-wah. It's going to be one of those uh, one of those dramatic songs. Yeah. Is this Scott Weiland or the other guy? Uh, still Weiland. Scott, yeah, still Weiland. Okay. It was always Weiland with VR. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Who do you think it was? I think I you're, yeah, was I think another you're, guy. No, you're thinking of Art of Anarchy, I think. Hmm. To start off with Scott <laughs> Weiland, that band, and then they went with the, the, the dude from Creed. Oh, Scott Stapp. Yeah, two Scots. <laughs> no, in Vival Scott. <clears throat> Revolver, Scott Weiland's on both records? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not thinking of Art of Anarchy. Maybe I'm thinking of Slash of Snake Pit. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the one yeah. with two different singers. Rod Jackson and someone else. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I... I'm sorry, I'm listening. No, I was just going to say, I, I feel like Scott Weiland does uh, ballads really well with Velvet Revolver. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, is, Fall to uh, Pieces. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Fall to Pieces. That's that fucking is a really good song. song. I mean, so yeah. far, this seems like it's going to have potential. Okay, so you can kind of tell the era that we're in now. I would say this is definitely grunge-inspired, like it's got some of that in it. Yeah, it's got like a little country in it, too, a little bit, but not too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm hearing that. Yeah. I'm also hearing like uh, like uh, Bush, like that kind of that kind of era of things. It's a good flow. I think the music, like, really good uh, rhythm. I guess I'm not really good with the describing music, but I yeah, think it's I mean, a really good rhythm, really good back backbone of the song. I do agree with you. Yep. Okay, that was a nice little kind of bluesy thing that slash likes to do yeah this is like an untapped gem i i told you guys uh earlier off the before we started that i never heard this song before you know we were gonna do the show and i listened to it a couple times and this is like way better than anything i've heard off of libertad like why this was a bonus track i have no fucking clue Uh, i'm digging this so far yeah this is good she's a good shit kind of got a little chili peppers feel to it yeah I yeah that. a little bit it's like under the bridge almost a little bit yeah yeah 
I know we're supposed to be talking through this, but I mean, I'm enjoying listening to it. So I'm so I'm so into it. This is like the fifth time I've listened to it today, and I'm loving it. Yeah. There it is, another smooth transition. Yeah. <laughs> Never, it never stops and nothing ever stalls the song Never, nothing ever doesn't fit in this song like everything transitions yeah. really fucking smooth yeah. that's what I'm really surprised about that's a nice change of pace too for what we've been hearing lately yeah mm-hmm Got about 10 15 seconds left. All right, there it was. Messages by Velvet Revolver. I really didn't Good have anything to say, song. man. I, I agree. I got, I got swooped up in it. That's, that's a good word. Swooped up in it. It literally <laughs> does like sweep you off your feet. It literally. I am so I, I'm gonna go off on a little rant. I'm so fucking mad that I had to sit on Libertad for so long because I really <laughs> dislike that album and I did not know this bonus track was like right out there in the open and never heard it. And it just makes me so mad that like ninety five percent of Libertad I dislike and I had to like go through those songs just to get to this like how many years <laughs> later? When did Libertad come out? Like thirteen years ago? Two thousand and eight? No, it doesn't seven. Yeah, this like fucking makes me mad that this good ass song is just sitting out there, <laughs> available and ready, and it was only on you said iTunes, I believe. Yeah, it was when the album dropped. It was an uh, iTunes exclusive bonus track. So like, you Fuck can't you find iTunes. this on Spotify or, <laughs> like, or yeah, any yeah, other right. streaming service. This song literally deserves to be out there for everybody. It's a fucking beautiful ass song. I I don't disagree. Uh, I believe it, and I think that is it, it is out there on YouTube. That's where we just listen to it. But yeah, yeah, I I'm glad. But see, that's why we do this. That's part of the fun of doing this of doing this podcast and going through everything. Is if we go through everything, we discover shit. You know, sometimes some of the stuff we've never heard turns out to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'm cool. so glad that that's what happened today because that was a refreshing change of pace after the last couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah, I always appreciate Scott Weiland's lyrics too. Like even whatever's going through his head, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Like sometimes it's too out there. But this one, like 
the story he was telling in those lyrics with that music, it just was working. It was just it just was hitting all the right notes. What do you give it out of five? Uh, I give it five Axel Cornroad out of five. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> this was around the time of O Six Axel, so yeah, this didn't he make true. yeah didn't he make fun of Axel for the cornrows? I mean, who wouldn't at the time? That's was like, yeah. You can make Axel fun of the look. Axel has made like, fun of Axel for having the corn. Yeah, yeah. Let's see, Axel sounded probably the best ever in like 06. Oh, or hands so. fucking down. Oh, 06 oh, yeah. Axel was king. That was Godzilla Axel. That, yeah. Uh, if you want an example, just look up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you were going. Yeah. I was going to say, just look up Rock and Ring from 06 in Germany. Oh, yeah. Greatest, oh, yes. fucking, greatest shows of the China era. That, oh, that yeah. show is insane. Or, yeah, just listen to me here. Welcome to Jungle. The first minute, you just you're like, did I just well, fucking hear great? Everybody's used to playing together now. It's not like uh, the Rock and Rio show that we got in like 2000 and what 2001, 2002, where yeah. uh, it was still kind of fresh and it was still kind of new. By this point, everybody that's playing on there has played together hundreds and hundreds of times, so mm-hmm. they've really polished up what that Guns and Roses was going to be. And it had become what it was going to be by that point. You were able to see it at its peak before, you know, everybody started going away again. Mm. Yeah, that's a good example. The rock, what was it? Rock Am Ring, right? Yeah, it was in uh, Rock Am Ring in Germany, 2006. My prime example, if anyone wants to know Prime 2006, is they played uh, some amphitheater at the end of 2006 in L.A., it's like an L.A. amphitheater or something. They were small shows. Was oh, it the Universal something? Was it the Download Festival? No, it was oh, like... We're talking about K-Rock. No, no, K-Rock was good, but it was towards the end of 2006, and it was like somewhere in L.A. It was like inside a stadium, inside like a smaller venue, but he does like a killer-ass IRS. It was one of the first times they did Down, down on the Farm again, or maybe the first time in like a long time they do Down on the Farm. Holy shit. There's like that. shitty... There's shitty quality out there, but he sounds like a maniac. Yeah. And the band is on fire, too. Man, it'd be great to get a hold of some of those recordings. That would be nice. Some of them are still, well, not monitor ones, but you could find, like, other ones out there. Probably not the best quality, but... Yeah, but then people take them and tweak them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what what uh, what are your grades on this? Um, you want to go ahead, Dustin? I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a solid. Uh, it's gonna get a four and a half. Oh, okay. I'm gonna give it a four. Actually, I'm gonna give it a four because I would have to listen to it a couple more times to see if it is uh, worthy. If it can remain worthy of staying inside the main playlist, but I'll definitely be adding this to the shit I listen to nice. on a daily basis. Uh, so I'll give it a four. Uh, it's not, like you said, it's taken this long for me to really discover it. How good can it be if it's taken this long for me to find it? <laughs> yeah. So I can't give it a five like I would Fair like enough. Jungle, for example. But uh, it is up there, and it does deserve... Uh, I, I, I do see me listening to this one again. I Like, whatever, the, the River song, as, good as, as okay as it was last week, I won't be listening to that again. 
Uh, <laughs> the the episode that just aired at the time that we're recording this difference by Izzy Stradlin, I, I won't remember. And then The King of the World by Duff McKagan, I thought sucked too, so I probably won't be listening to those. Sorry, Duff. Sorry, Izzy, if you're listening. <clears throat> but this song I will definitely be listening to again. Mm-hmm. What about you, Caputo? Uh, now that I actually... I lied. It actually is on Spotify. I just found it like two minutes ago. Oh, wow. Oh, so okay. awesome it is. You just got to do like a deep search for it, but it ah, is there. Nice. So I, I looked it on Google and I was like, oh, shit, the bonus out, the bonus version, the bonus track version is on uh, iTunes. Yeah, I'm excited now. It's on Spotify. So, yes. Now with that saying, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a solid four. Cause it's like a low-key like gem from like a mediocre album. And like I didn't even know about this until like it came up on the the lottery here. And I'm glad. It's a very good song. So definitely I this my playlist. Heard of it. I'd never heard it, Thanks. but I'd heard of it. Mm-hmm. All right, welcome back. We're gonna watch the music video to Slither. So guys, if you need to pause the podcast or whatever you need to do, you can go to YouTube and look up Velvet Revolver Slither. Or you can go to gunsandradio.com, look up the episode. it'll be the episode, this particular episode, episode forty three. And inside of the, uh, the the information you're going to find and everything embedded will be the music video. So when we tell you to hit play, hit play. And uh, here we go. Who wants to count it down? Chris, count it down. It's your birthday. All righty. We'll get it doing in three, two, one. Play now. This makes me think of the catacombs in Paris. I always it think of the Playboy of like first- Grotto. Yeah, it actually looks like the place that the Beatles played their first show, like that underground English place club. I was thinking Goldeneye, a Nintendo 64. I was going to the level. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's nice. Yeah. I yeah, remember. In 2004, Duff was still ripped. Yeah, I hate how ripped Duff is. <laughs> That's why I sighed. I'm getting bad about myself. <laughs> you guys to get me some of those pants like Scott Weiland has. Yeah. Let me see my fat ass up in those pants. <laughs> we all can't be fucking debut. twigs. <laughs> <laughs> These are twigs. This is kind of the debut of like really skinny Scott Weiland, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. believe so. Because was he out of, how many years was he out of Stone Temple Pilots at this point? I, I couldn't tell you offhand, but uh, that's few? kind of how he was known in SCP. I mean, I don't know if he was known, but he, uh, you know, he was a little voluptuous. He had some meat on his bones, and all of a sudden, it's like, whoa! You can see this guy's ribs. Yeah, yeah, that's what drugs do, man. Yeah. yeah oh my God! Yeah, was, you can see his ribs. Holy crap! Literally. I was riding in the car with a buddy of mine and his little brother, and uh, his little brother, uh, he was raised very Christian, so only his exposure to rock and roll was when he became eighteen and got to ride with us for a change and, and this song came on the radio and he goes has anybody ever noticed the guy from velvet revolver sounds a lot like the guy from stone temple pilots <laughs> and, I, and i was like yeah john i have there's very good reason for this. <laughs> now i interviewed mark bashan the designer who gave uh scott those beautiful sil- silver leather pants oh wow crotch nice. shot <laughs> yeah of all the people that have passed away, unfortunately, like from this era, and even like more recent people too, I the, when he passed away, that hit me the most. He was like extremely unique. Like for me, I feel like he was such like a presence 
And when I when he was the frontman of El Revolver, I feel like even the mediocre songs that I didn't love when I saw them live, I'm like, damn, man, this guy was a great lead singer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely some good shit. This one won a Grammy. Oh, yeah, this won a Grammy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How have you guys uh, seen Velvet live? Have you had a chance to see this track in, in, live in a person? I've seen Slash and Miles Kennedy play it. Yeah. No, I've never, never seen, seen VR, though. No, unfortunately. Unfortunately. I was lucky to see them twice, uh, once in New Jersey. And that was, I think I just got regained. Not re- yeah, I guess regained uh, faith in Scott Weiland. It was all rumors like he just can't stay in a band, and he killed it. Another time in the West Palm Beach on like a vacation lined up that way. And was, nice. And it was awesome. I you know I missed this band, but yeah, man. Just, uh, I wish I was on the set for this. Was it hot? Was it cold? This looks like uh <laughs> like I said, it really it really looks like a, a James Bond Goldeneye kind of setup here. And what is this girl looking for with the miners hat? Looking for the party? She can't hear it. <laughs> she, yeah, she yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, she had look- velvet revolver tickets, and she took a wrong turn in the Paris catacombs. Yeah, literally. <laughs> She's like, "Who the hell is this anorexic man dancing with skeletons?" <laughs> well, you know, they do have parties in those catacombs. Like they have these a whole culture of people that aren't. It's illegal to go down there, but there's this whole culture of people that have found entrances and stores and shit like that, just random places, and uh, they go in there and uh, have parties and shit all the time. Oh wow. You think it was on purpose that I know that that Slash did not wear a top hat in this video? I don't know. Good point, though. That's maybe a good question. But maybe it wouldn't fit. Maybe it was like a height clearance. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. Maybe he was trying to distinguish himself from the non-look of Guns N' Roses. Yeah, but yeah. he's not wearing it again all the time. Yeah, that's true. yeah. You just put it right back on the next day. See, I think so synonymous with him. It's like if you don't wear it, like what's wrong with you? Do you think Slash would ever shave his head? Oh God, what would he look he would like? Unrecognizable. <laughs> he might have already have. Look at Gene Simmons, but I mean, you know, like that one's obvious though. Yeah, Slash is. Uh, I, th- I think he's holding on, but I think when he gets older, it, sometimes there's there's just no choice unless you want to rock. A skullet. Maybe he'll, he'll join up. Wow. <laughs> he'll join Metalocalypse, maybe. You know, with that. But, uh, but yeah. No, there are pictures. Whatever. I mean, I, I lost my hair. There's something receding. But, yeah, when, you, when you're... Say, we don't have to go down this road if you don't want to. But it's, it's like with actual. It's like you're... You, they're identified with their hair. And when you see people like Brett Michaels or Leaf Garrett that just can't handle it, it's just... Uh, it's Marky Ramon. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right with Literally. yeah it's like i don't know i had that i had that. i think i had another conversation i never thought i would have on a gnr podcast i think I, we spoke about hair transplants and all that with me and mike squires uh from loaded because oh. he has such a beautiful head of hair and i don't and i was jealous and we just went down the road. <laughs> well you could do like marky man just go to a dollar store get you a cheap ass wig Put it on and deny, deny, deny. Wait, is that really Marky Ramon does that? Dude, look I've never at seen, it. I, I don't remember the last time I've seen him. That's why I'm not. Oh, hang on. I'm going to hook Hold you. on. I'll look, I'll look him up. Let me get this. <laughs> Marky Ramon. You have to look at the hairline. And you have to also know when at, at a certain age, if it's not thinning a little bit in front, 
at least it's not real because everyone is thinning a little bit. You have to have like crazy head of hair. Some people do have, but for the most part, no. So I don't know. If Slash does lose his hair, though, he still has the hat, so he's good. Yeah, he could he could afford Porsche. He could just put the top hat on. You never know. Exactly. Yeah, right. Okay, could, I could but... see. I can I can see that. Like <laughs> I'm looking at pictures of him now. Dude, when you see it in person, it's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ratings though. Well, we go from one to five. So, uh, Caputo. Uh, I would go five out of five. This is like Velvet Revolver's best song, and I think like a lot of people would agree because it's like it's a good song. Um, but yeah, I was like me watching this as like a nine year old on Much Music, like the Canadian equivalent of MTV at the time was was interesting because I was like, oh, Slash, this is a cool fucking song, and then you see like who, who's this dude dancing like erotically with no shirt on? I was like, this shit's disturbing. <laughs> It's an interesting music video, I'm not going to lie. And then uh, uh, you just see randomly in the corner, like, Dave Kushner there. I'm like, is this guy going to, like, rob a bank or something? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Brando, what do you think? Uh, it's a five as well, because it was their, right? It was the first single off that yeah. album. Yeah. The lead single, yeah. I wasn't sure you know, what they would sound like with Scott. It was kind of like with Audio Slave. It's like, I like... Or bands where from whence they came, but how they're going to sound together, and that was the perfect uh, lead track. Maybe I mean, do we hear "Set Me Free" before? Maybe because of the whole. I think "Set Me Free" came out before. It came out like yeah, a, a, a year before. before. It a was, year before. Yeah, so you're right. So uh, even even so, it was the right song to follow that, mm-hmm. and uh, and the video was not over the top. Yeah, it was. It made uh, you know some people uncomfortable. With, uh, the naked bodies, yeah, uh, especially. Or, or Duff just being like, "What am I doing wrong with my life?" And that's when you realize it's amazing. It's like, why does Duff look better now than he did like ten years ago, ten years ago? Oh, that's right, he stopped drinking. Yeah, so, mm. so yeah, so it was like, to see Duff like that. It's like, whoa, holy shit, this guy is yeah. one eighty from where he was. Yeah, yeah, Dan, I. I think I'm basically going to say the same thing Brando said. Uh, first off, it's a five. hundred. It's an amazing rock song. Secondly, I remember hearing Set Me Free first, like from the Hulk soundtrack. And I'm thinking, this is a this song's a banger. But not a lot of people probably heard that. Like, people's first introduction is probably Slither. Like, what's their first introduction to this Frankenstein monster uh, of, like, GNR 2.0 or, like, 21st Century Guns N' Roses is going to sound like? In, you know, quote, unquote. So yeah. this song coming out like <clears throat> guns blazing, no pun intended, but it, it's a great entrance. It's like a slow build and then it just kicks in. I feel like nobody really knew what the ex members of Guns N' Roses were doing. Sky Wyland, like maybe he's been out of STP for a couple of years. Like everyone thought he was in trouble with drugs and he probably still was. I think during this time he did get in and out of trouble. But this was a moment in time where they just fucking came out and said, Hey, you have a, a version of us in your head? Well, fuck that. We're gonna come and kick down the door and show you what we why we're legends, you know? Like and they just they they rocked it. It was amazing. Oh yeah. Uh well for me I also give it a five. Uh this definitely was my first introduction to Velvet Revolver. Uh I was watching it. It was during the era for me when I found it when MTV started playing rap songs all the time, so I quit watching MTV. 
and switch to VH1. And, uh, uh, you know, Caputo, it's funny you mentioned much music. Because uh, we had uh, MMUSA down here. And that made me, it was the first time I may have thought of Mistress Julia in quite some time. <laughs> I remember her. Oh, yeah. I think we were all in love with Mistress Julia at one point. Was that like a VJ? Was she like a yeah. video? DJ? Yeah. She was on, this ties into Guns N' Roses, actually. Uh, she was on Fuse here in, in New York. And, yeah, I mean, she, especially that time for me was early college. So, I, you know, Hot Topic was new. And any girl that looked like they came at a Hot Topic, I was, like, madly in love with. <laughs> <laughs> Local. I went it. through a phase. Sure. Yeah. Now, I don't go into Hot Topic. You feel like a, a, a pedo because it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, just go ahead and get like a Funko <laughs> Pop and you look like a, you know, weirdo. It's, it's, yeah, it's uncomfortable now. Uh, and, and I have bought Gene R shirts from, from Hot Topic. Not a long time, but that has happened. Uh, so, yeah, Julia, since I'm a weirdo, I, I guess called her Julia, Mistress Julia, who is a, uh, a BJ for, for these uh, music videos and everything. So she was doing an appearance at. <laughs> It was a bar called Duff's in Brooklyn. Uh, and, and so I went down there with a buddy of mine, and it was like a karaoke night. It was kind of empty. You know, I probably thought she, uh, she was a bigger deal than she was. It was pretty empty. Huh. And I, I guess she sang uh, Don't Cry, I believe. So there, there's a GNR tie, if anyone there knows. That's awesome. Nice intro, nice intro. Definitely hear the uh, the old school influence. I'm not sure. Uh, it's not one that I am very familiar with, mm-hmm. so I'm not sure exactly uh, how close it is to uh, to the uh, to the Aerosmith version. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we'll find out. Uh, I, I honestly, I've never heard the Aerosmith version of the song. And uh, up until earlier, I haven't heard this song, this version yet either. But uh, for those of you we are aware, it is an Aerosmith song. We will be covering, we're going to review the Aerosmith version uh, today in G and Extra. Yeah. Yeah, nice little break now. Mm-hmm. 
So what are you feeling so far? You got a little, you feel like it's, it's pretty funky, I think. It's not bad. Like, this is definitely a song I could see, like, Slash playing. Like, especially yeah. if it's, he definitely put, like, his own spin on it. We haven't heard the original, obviously, but, like, it definitely sounds like he did put his own spin on it. And, yeah. like, it works. It works. It's very much of that. This is from um, Toys in the Attic, like, the older Aerosmith, which is definitely more, a lot more bluesier, a lot more leaning on that side. Yeah. I think, especially if you hear, like, the the verses, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Where it's like those two lines and it goes no 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 it's very it's very much like repetitive and sort of that nature, but like it's good. It's it's a toe tapper. Just get your head bopping. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's one uh I will get to the reviews in a minute. Let's just get back into the song. <laughs> Got a pretty epic guitar solo. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how close it is to the original. I don't know. I still think Guns N' Roses could do this. I could see this being a cool with Axel on vocals. Yeah. Axel could definitely do Aerosmith. Well, they did it before with Mama Ken. That's true. That's about from this era anyway, I believe. Yeah. I wonder if the original is going to have this kind of a long-ass solo to it. Joe Perry could fucking play. Get down on your knees. He's really telling her to get down there. <laughs> get down on your knees. And take my load. <laughs> Oh, two and then he's like, uh, no more, no more. <laughs> no more left for you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the bitch segment dry. <laughs> I 
Man, Scott Weiland has some chops, though, man. It sucks he's dead. Sucks he couldn't get the fucking drugs under control. Yeah, fair, man. The demons overcame him. It's unfortunate. Yeah. All right. There's no more, no more about Velvet Revolver. Normally, we pause a little more and talk during it, but, I mean, it was a pretty good song. Decent cover, for sure. I mean, yeah. can't complain. For a, for a bonus track on your first album, it's not bad. I didn't realize it was a bonus track, so. Yeah, it was from the tour edition, you know, air quotes, which is basically just a bonus bonus track edition. We recorded a few covers to spread yeah. it out, make you buy the record again. Mm-hmm. All right, ratings. What do you give this one? Uh, probably like a two and three quarters. Like I may listen to this again, but I'm not gonna like go out of my way to listen to it. It's a decent cover. Would I want to see more of the Revolver covers? Sure, because I know there's probably a few more out there. But yeah, it's like it's it's almost at a three for me, but just not there yet, in my opinion. Yeah, it could have been shorter, like the the outro. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of went on a little too long for my liking personally, but other than that, I mean like that whole, uh, that whole, uh, what do you call it? That, the, 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 type of rocket plays at the beginning with the, with the verses and stuff. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy that. So like, I would really like to hear, uh, I think even miles Kennedy could pull this one off. Like I, I think they should, if 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 GNR doesn't put it in their set list, I wouldn't say GNR needs to because they got too many good songs that they have to cut out to make yeah. sure you go home on time in the first place. Mm-hmm. But maybe Slash and Miles Kennedy, they wanted to throw in a cover to uh, flesh out the set list some more. I think it would yeah. fit in there. Um, sure. I think I give it about a two. Mm-hmm. I can't put it at a three and put it in the middle, so I'll put it at a two. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I'm not going to go out of my way to listen to it again, most likely. And without hearing the original, I don't know if I can call it a good cover. Yeah. Because uh, if it's better than the original, if it's exactly like the original, then I, I hate that too. Like Symphony for the Devil, I fucking hate that song. And then Guns oh, N' Roses God. cover. Like, <laughs> they, they didn't did put it. any flair to it. It's just like, all right. <laughs> Sounds like the opening of Squid Billies. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Okay, if I fell through the ice, why won't she be coming back? Wouldn't she not be coming back if she fell through the ice? I would think so, unless this is like some metaphor or like euphemism for something else. We don't have that problem in Missouri. I mean, you're Canadian, so I'm not... Yeah, we're on like northern Canada (laughs) where it's winter 360 out of 365 days of the year. I love how I make it sound like you live at the North Pole. Yeah, that's where what we call negative stupid territory. <laughs> it just gets dumbass cold there, and it's like, nope, 
Like you'd have to be stupid to live there. Yeah, or just like already lived there before, you know. Fuck that. Be like a native or one of those whatever. <laughs> Eskimo. <laughs> I'm not getting it right. was the most disappointing follow to a doom doom boom i think i've ever heard i was like oh okay now we're gonna kick in the song's gonna start uh, yeah well it, it started i guess now so yeah well okay You know what this is making me think of? What's that? What's that really slow Limp Biscuit song that's a cover of another song? Oh, oh God. Give me a second. Does not come to mind right now. Uh, all I remember is the electron L I M P. God, it's been so long since I've listened to shitty music. What? <laughs> it's been so long since we did it all for the nookie. You want to just look it up? <laughs> no, I don't care enough. Let's just keep going, and if I think of it, I think of it. You'd rather be have porn on your search history instead of the biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a better alternative, I'd say. Yeah, because then they'll start showing me ads, especially when we get that big Limp Biscuit reunion. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to tell you, man, when Limp Biscuit finally reunites and starts that big reunion tour, I cannot wait to not go to that show. Yeah, it'll just be Fred Durst cloning himself seven times. <laughs> he can go fuck himself. He probably has already. <laughs> probably. Poster boy douchebag. Okay, man, we'll get a guitar solo.
The song is Behind Blue Eyes. I don't care enough to actually play it, but I found it. I did go look for it. <clears throat> cool yeah it was like a pretty decent slash so i'm not gonna lie yeah it took him long enough to catch my interest though <laughs> same here I mean, I got nothing else to add at this point. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're listening to it to completion because that's what we do, but I don't think we're going to hear anything new. Oh, no, we're going to keep changing. Oh, is it fading out? Yeah, it's fading out. Listen to that. We're getting a fade out. That's what's totally going on right now. There, we got a fade out, and uh, there, that's the end of the song. <laughs> All right, ratings. Man, I don't know. Like, this is very mediocre. Sorry, I was doing some research while we were listening to it. I ran and found something. This is about how Scott Weiland's wife filed for a divorce. It was basically the inspiration for the song. Hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, Wylan writes as though he's lost her, but they reconciled and then got back together, and then he's dead. Sucks, bro. Yeah. I don't know. This is like I'm. I'm. I last week when this pulled up Velvet Revolver, I was like, okay, like I was looking for something exciting here because there were some good Velvet Revolver songs. I'm not gonna lie, they did make like. Some really good fucking rock tunes. Oh, I'm not disputing that there are some good Velvet Revolver songs. This is not their best, though. This is is very, like, mediocre at best. And, like, it took forever to get even interested in the song up until, like, the Slash solo, which is very good. I mean, like, has there ever really been, like, that bad of a Slash solo, like, on a record? Yeah. I mean, live is one thing, but, like, on record (laughs) is a different thing. I mean, like, in the studio, he's, he's phenomenal in the studio. Also yeah. live a lot of the times too, but I don't know. It's just nobody bats greatest. A thousand though. So. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like this is just 
it's mad this song like it was it's okay like i don't know i'm probably gonna give this like uh fuck i don't even know if i want to give it a two uh we're just gonna go like one and a half just because of the slash solo otherwise everything else just eh not crazy about it whereas this again probably not yeah, I hate it. And the only thing, uh, the Slash solo was really cool. Uh, that was the only thing I gave a fuck about. And when I looked at the clock and saw this song still had 35 seconds to go, I was going, God damn, this is agony. Like, I physically was hurting for that 35 seconds to hurry the fuck up and be over with. Uh, I This song could not end soon enough for me. Um, the solo's is a good slash solo i'll give them that but everything else i thought was complete shit 0. 0.5 0.5 is what i give this song Damn. i thought i was being fucking i love the more generous one it looks like this week am i the asshole for hating this song caputo no not at all you do have the right <laughs> to hate this song <laughs> and uh, until next time i'm dusty bone and i'm chris caputo we'll see you here next monday for another edition of guns radio